Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I am your mother. Listen to me, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England win again and contest finally gone. It's Monday, 27th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Eddie Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Venetian Hunteraja. you get that Monday feeling, Andy, when England have added three points to their campaign for the Euros? Always. I expected some sort of bicep clench from you um, during the opening theme because that's what we normally get after an England win. Thank you. Bit of Hulk Hogan there. Yeah, there we go. Mm, can't say Hulk Hogan anymore, can you? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad start. You can. You can, yeah. You I think can. that would have been you? fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're not endorsing him, are you? <laughs> You're not claiming that you are a real American. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never have. Jim. How are you feeling, brother? I'm good, mate. You? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we're going to come to you in just a moment for your highlight of the weekend. So thanks for checking in, though. (laughs) I don't don't know why I get special treatment, but I appreciate it. You know, some of those podcasts where they start their mid-conversation. Oh, yeah. And it seems so natural. I always thought before, like... (laughs) God, it's so put on that. It's quite hard, isn't it? (laughs) Very difficult. So the highlights of the weekend. Andy, you go first. You know what? It's lovely when... A child can make their dreams come true. Right. And I thought it was remarkable at the start of this weekend when Cristiano Ronaldo mm. got a couple of goals against uh, Liechtenstein at the back end of last week. Yeah. 
Some people actually said to me, oh, you'll probably get rested for the Luxembourg game. Oh, no, no, no. I was like, are you joking? Chance for you more. You think he's going to miss out on a weekend that's Liechtenstein and, and Luxembourg? I have to say at this point, and you respect the career, you respect the numbers, you respect the records. The way he's celebrating this goal, mm. he's doing it ironically, right? <laughs> he, he is doing it ironically. Do you think yeah. he knows what irony is? No. Mm. It's, a, it's a good question. No, I, I, I know what you mean. It's Second one's quite a good finish, but... Yeah, no, Still. no. But this is the, this is the problem with, with Cristiano Ronaldo right now. Like he's like the way he is and the way he's behaving. He scored what 121 international goals is it yeah. now or something like that? And you and we're all going, yeah, whatever. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's, actually, it's, it's a shame, actually. Whatever he achieves seems somehow absurd. Yeah, which is really yes. odd. It is odd. It is odd. There's a, there's a. I know we always used to say that <clears throat> this is probably a bit too deep for highlights <laughs> of the weekend. But you know we always used to comment about how Neymar was a Justin Bieber of football. Football essentially, it's the idea that like someone who is very talented but has mm. this idea that his life should be this absurd, absurd thing. And Ronaldo's had it the other way, where he's done absurd things, yeah. and because of that, it adds to the absurdity of the personality. Yeah. Mm. And it's almost like he becomes this fantasist, even though none of it has really been fantasy because these are all real numbers. These, these are all real accomplishments. Mm. But it's almost gone to his head too much. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do, I, 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 I do understand. Um, what was your highlight of the weekend, Andy? Oh, his two goals. Right. Yeah. Okay. You're part of the problem yeah, then, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, Jim. So um, on Friday night, I went to a show called Seen and Heard, which is it's, it's fantastic. They're a charity. What they do is they get children to write plays and then um, professional actors act those plays out verbatim. So it's in kid language. <laughs> None of the characters are allowed to be human beings. So yeah. it's all like um, one one character was a mini baby bell. Like like just all, it's all really, really. <laughs> such a lovely it's, idea. It's, mm. It is brilliant, right? And the kids um, at the end of their plays, they come down and they, they do a little bow. Yep. Um, everyone claps. Everyone's had a great time. As a one, tradition in sort of theatre and all that yeah. kind of stuff. One kid did the Ronaldo shoe. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> just, pro- just magnificent. Okay, Vish, we've had we've uh, that, I mean that is genuinely lovely. It's a shame that, uh, that 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 kid will regret that in years to come when he looks back. <laughs> on it. Um, but uh, so we've had two Ronaldo-based highlights in a way. Vish, it's your chance to bring it back. Mine isn't Ronaldo-based, but it is. It comes from a, a, an aspect of football that isn't very nice, but I still found very funny. Okay. Did we see Rodri's tackle on Erdegaard over the weekend? How the hell is that your highlight of the weekend, you monster? <laughs> because it's, you monster. it's so it's so obvious why why he did that. Because not only was it a horrendous tackle, but even in the context of the game, it was in the penalty area. Mm. But for a moment, he just saw him and he went, "Oh, hold on." <laughs> yeah, not even a foul. Ooh. Not even a foul. Not even apparently. a penalty. Yeah. But he clearly just thought, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This this will help. <laughs> I, I did have one. Pep did give me one job this week. <laughs> it was it was so brazen and and like I I I don't like fueling you know these kind of conspiracy theories or this idea that like oh you know people go out there to injure players but. There's only, there can surely only if be anyone's ever done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but it was, it was just that that it happened, and it was like even Erdegaard was like, "Sorry, yeah, is it, like, yeah on, yeah, on yeah, a number yeah, of fronts, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. what is he doing? Uh, it's remarkable." Mm, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, my highlight would be um, uh, same game actually. Hosselu scoring a couple of goals. Oh yes, on his uh, on his Spain debut um, at the the ripe old age of thirty two, the former Stoke City and Newcastle United man. 
What a lovely job that is, Andy. Getting your first call but up at 32. Spain have, Spain have totally needed that player for a, a long time. Mm. I think that focal point centre forward. Yeah. He could end up having an in- incredible time with Spain. Funnily enough, the 3-0 to Spain, if you saw that game, it, it, the, the result told you nothing about the game. Norway were pretty good. Had loads of chances. Mm. It was way closer. I would go as far as to say, with Holland being absent, which made a huge difference in the end because Norway missed chance after chance after chance. If Hozalu had been playing for Norway instead of Spain, I think Norway would have won the game. Oh, hey. <laughs> Bloody Nora. Well, we do know that England won their game against Ukraine 2-0. Mm. Professional job. It was, which it? is Which is sort of football language for... Boring. A little bit boring. <laughs> Got the job done. Um, uh, but, I mean, at least Bakar Saka lit up the stadium with that fantastic goal. Jim, you've been seeing him uh, all season do wonderful things. He is now one of England's best players and most important players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Harry Kane and Bukayo Saka linking up will never not seem like weird multiverse shit to me. Like, it doesn't doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but think um, about but, the, Spain, the great Spain sides. Well, um, indeed. Full of Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, players. no, he, he was very, very good, very effective. I mean, Southgate is a big fan of him, isn't he? He's, he's, he's consistently played him when perhaps people thought there were you know, one or two others that might get in front of him. He's, he's made a point of mm. kind of developing Saka for England and it's yes. starting to pay off now uh-huh. really, really well. And also it's wonderful to see that Saka, you can get to um, the, well, I, I will say top of, you know, the, 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 the top tier of football because Arsenal currently, you know, the, the way they're playing and so on um, without being a dickhead, without being, <laughs> no. you know what I mean? Like he, yes. everybody, like, but not only is it a case that he is, he, he's a nice chap, you know, everybody likes him, but when he's on the field, He's, there's not much sitousery, really. I mean, he's, he's, he just seems to be an all-round good guy, but you can still be a very focused and very dedicated professional. He does all... sometimes get annoyed when people repeatedly kick him, but who wouldn't? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. You get annoyed if I repeatedly kick him. I do. You. I hate it when you do that. <laughs> um, but I, he did say after the game, football's always fun. He's a glorious footballer. He's an England player. He's an Ealing boy as well. Is he really? He's an Ealing boy. Just um, like you. Yeah, we you know Let's compare you and him for a bit longer, shall we? I think I'm a better bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think you'd have been on safer ground saying I'm a better footballer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the way he took that goal yesterday though, Beautiful. um he rolled him so easily mm. and I you know, sometimes you have certain players when it comes to England where because of the generation that we watch, it takes you a while to trust them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear to you, as soon as he turned yes, that ball, I, know I what thought, you mean. he's he's shooting mm. from that top corner and he's probably going to get it. Yeah. yeah because absolutely. over the last year or so, he's done that quite a lot. Mm. And I think he's, you know, obviously his goal numbers are quite good, but he scores, scores different kind of goals. But there's evidently a part of his game that has worked on that, which is quite vital because he's not like a typical left-footed right winger in that he does actually go on the outside. He does, yes. He's tricky. Yeah. I, I, you're right, because like Grealish is a great player, don't get me wrong. You always know he's he's, he's nine times out of ten he's cutting back onto his right foot. Yeah, and when With he Sackers, cuts... there's more yeah. options going. Yeah, in. I mean, really, he looks like a player who has competently played a number of positions, which is what he is, really. Yeah. Mm. He's had that all-round sort of football education that mm-hmm. not yeah. necessarily every player A, has, or B, has the ability mm. to to have because he's been so good in all those different positions. Yeah. But I think he's England in, in microcosm, really, because nothing much happens before those two goals. And, you know, it's the mark of a really, really good side. The fact that just you can have just a couple of moments of quality to trim through it all because 
Ukraine actually really quite comfortable yeah. before that mm-hmm. Harry, yeah. Harry Kane goal. And they would have been super happy with the first, what, 35 Seven minutes? Or, yeah. 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 Roughly, yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and, and Saka, of course, delivers that ball to Kane. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lovely one in there. But Saka, now you think about where England are, are quite stacked is, is obviously right back. But you know that is Carl Walker's position, mm. and, and until um, injury or, or, or a huge um, loss of form or something like that, um, and the, and the, and the other positions, of course, are either side of Kane. You know, England Southgate likes a front three, so you think of Foden, Grealish, uh, you know Rashford. I mean, if, you know, if Sancho suddenly starts playing well, you know he can come back into it. Sterling, a bit different form, but he's been a very important player for Southgate, of course. Saka now is a starter. Yeah, mm. we always used to think, well, who's your, who's your out of the four or five players? Maybe six, if you want to start talking about Madison um, in in those positions. Oh no, no, no. One of them is defined now. Yeah, to nail a place it's very as, impressive. as yours in that front three yeah. when you're not Harry Kane is pretty amazing. It really is impressive. Yeah. And so now you've got Grealish, Foden, as I say, Sterling, if you want. They're all competing for one position, really, mm. which shows you just how important Saka is. But on um, uh, James Madison, uh, just mentioned him there, um, he enjoyed himself. He just tweeted a few images from the game just saying, I love football. Which I, 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 some people might be a bit, oh, for crying out loud. I still quite no, like that. I absolutely no. love it. And also, that, that is the feeling around this England team, isn't yeah. it? And it has been for a while. And, you know, when Southgate took over from Sam Allardyce after his one game in charge, the, <laughs> like, how far did we have to come yeah. to get to this point? And it's really nice to be able to enjoy to, that with them, really, yeah, to yeah, feel yeah, yeah. not a part of it, but mm-hmm. certainly to be able to sort of yeah. bask in the glory of it mm-hmm. and enjoy know, it. You know, we were talking about the, um, the, the uh, I forget his name again, Owen um, the, 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 Eastwood, Eastwood yes. who, who, who did a lot of fine and is. I think is he still on board? He certainly, if he's not, he 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 did a lot of fine work with England trying to create that history and, and the legacy and culture and so on. And I thought to myself, you know, like in in um, in, in politics in this country, when is it, there's a major event and they get all the obviously the living prime ministers and they, and they all attend to think, should you do that with like all the the managers? You know, and then I thought, Allardyce, they like Liz, Liz Truss. Exactly what? <laughs> 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 yeah, he'd be there with George Lazenby. If you had a situation where Sam Allardyce had the power to give Kevin Nolan a knighthood, I would love that. Yeah, you know that would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, yeah, it's yet to happen that kind of thing, but something that they might think about. So I think Ben Chilwell deserves some credit as well yeah. because he, I think. Luke Shaw has very much seems to be Southgate's first choice, mm-hmm. um, but I thought he was excellent. Chilwell yeah, really made agreed. a case to actually challenge that. Well, Chilwell was unlucky in the Euros with yeah. all that uh, stuff where he had to have be quarantined with with the COVID laws and yeah. so on. Yeah. When one or two, I think it was maybe one or two Scotland players. It was a bit it was, strange. Uh, it was Billy Gilmore and Mason Mount with Chilwell in the. Sorry, this sounds like a Cluedo. Yeah. It was after the England Scotland right. game. It was in the tunnel at Wembley. And, 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 and Chilwell so, was quite yeah. unlucky. And obviously, he's had an injury recently. But, you know, a great backup to Shaw. Because, yeah. I mean, I know Shaw obviously got the red card, but Shaw's been very, very good for England. But going back to Madison, though, who's obviously on that flank, I mean, what I liked about Madison, yeah, I know there was some of the decision making with the final pass and so on. He might have felt a little bit disappointed that maybe he could have got an assist or even a goal, perhaps, although I think that would be a bit harsh. But with Madison, what I thought he did well, actually, he's 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 he genuinely showed that he is a different option yeah. to what England have in those positions. While not looking out of place. Exactly. He stepped up, you know, and, and, and we thought this, but, you know, Andy, the way he was, he was drifting inside a lot. He started to he kill was... that idea that you have to build the team around him. Yes. Which is really important. Yeah. But what worked for him really well is 
having Chilwell there mm. because you know they're they're, they're good mates. They played mm-hmm. together at Leicester for quite a while. Mm-hmm. They understand each other. And what I liked afterwards, actually, Madison explained that very eloquently. Actually, he's he's one of the most interesting people to hear actually talk about football yes. in English football. I, I, I think he's he's very good at actually explaining what happened. He'll be in... a great pundit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I yeah. think so. Yeah. That, that is a really good point because I think if you were concocting this um, like, typical looking Premier League slash England footballer, it would look a lot like James Madison. Yes. And I think people assume that he's dumb because of that. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, he's you know, a thinker in the game. And I think actually more his stuff in the middle highlighted that because when I saw that team I thought well Madison's going to come inside Kane's mm-hmm. going to drop back Bellingham's going to push forward mm-hmm. they're going to be treading on each other's toes here and the fact that they weren't was largely down to Madison yeah mm. I know what you mean and Henderson covered him quite well you know yeah. if, you, if you have someone if you know what Madison's going to do and I think actually with England you could say what leaves that flank exposed well again I think sometimes we think too symmetrically with formations in this country yeah. you know you, you can be slightly lopsided you if can. the ball is over there yeah. it doesn't matter what's happening <laughs> yeah. but, but genuinely like, if one stays one goes yeah. um, but, uh, but you know you're right and, and I think that if you have different quality I mean I think if you you, you know, you have Madison in there. It does, as I say, gives you a genuine option. He's a lovely 360 degree footballer, if you see what I mean. He can turn and, yes. and, and do so. And, but again, it was just that kind of different option. And I think that that could be handy because you never know. You do need different tools. And, I, and I'm not saying he's ahead of Grealish and Foden in, in the pecking order. Wouldn't, you wouldn't say he's ahead of Rashford, but he's a different option mm. from those players. Yeah. Shame for Foden, of course, who was um, not in the squad because he's having his appendix removed, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of you know, quite a worrying one, but, you know, uh, it all seems to be fine there. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, I thought, I thought by and large, it was a, it was, it was a decent um, first start for, for Madison in, in an England shirt. I mean, he's, he's not going to, like... He's not going to start games. But, but as of right now, mm. um, you know, you've mentioned a few options there. He's not a necessary player for England. No. He does offer different options, but they're not wildly different from but, what England but have. But before yesterday, would you have thought in a, in a game situation, especially in a tournament, or maybe Madison off the bench? Probably I, wouldn't. I wouldn't have. No, no I, don't no. Think, I don't think many people would but have. But I, I don't leave that game yesterday. I, I, I was quietly impressed with what he did yesterday. Yeah. But I still, I'm still of that same opinion, though. Right, okay. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. I, I think players Just, take time to be bedded in, though. I think Jack Grealish is... A- good example isn't it? it's, it's comparable he feels like part of the furniture now but we were all worrying that was never going to happen yeah. you know, maybe he wasn't going to fit it's about finding and, a role isn't it exactly and yeah. if, if Madison can can do that that he's an option off the bench that can be a game changer indeed oh, we, yeah. we, 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 you know, we know how good he is we also saw Ivan Tony off the bench as well and I was pleased Southgate did that some people were saying it should happen before I mean the tricky thing is of course after that first half England 2-0 up and then they're pretty cru- pretty much cruising in the second half Ukraine don't look like scoring but one, ga- one goal can change the game of course and it's a tricky one because Southgate knows you leave that side on there it's going to be fine but my thoughts were actually Swapping Kane for Tony, that's not where you draw the game. Exactly. You know, so so I might have given Tony five, maybe ten minutes more, but he but he got his ten minutes at the end, uh, which I think was pleasing. And I think that actually, you know, not much to go on. You don't look too much into these little things, but I think that is again a little bit of a statement for Southgate to say actually, yeah, well, I I want to see this player more because I don't think he would bring on say Wilson or Abraham in in similar situations. Mm. I think he would have probably just let Kane go on and maybe try and get a second goal. It's a difficult environment in which to kind of look at new players, isn't it? Especially if they're only getting a little while in, in the second half because yeah. England are very controlled and very professional in these sort of games, particularly at Wembley and mm-hmm. qualifiers. So you know clearly the the point of 
the point of the second half is is no more goals anywhere. You know, they weren't busting the gut to try and score. We were talking about this the other day. England seemed to be happy with a certain amount of goals and then stop pushing for fear of opening the game up. Players can be um, tired as well. Though. Absolutely as well, especially, you know, they've, they've played Italy recently. Um, well, the, the, but I, I do wonder if it's a missed opportunity to try and build a style of play mm-hmm. that... Um, is going to be more useful to you when you are up against it. You yeah. know, like scoring goals is a habit. Um, I always kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just the kind of England fan in me that wants you to want see us to win absolutely everything. Yeah, I always get a bit nervous about us doing that. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that um, totally. I think it will be interesting if indeed he wants a proper look at, say, Ivan Tony. Mm. Uh, well, where... there's going to be plenty of time in the back half of this qualifying campaign, let's be honest. You would have thought so. I mean, but but you, you want him to play... Is it as useful, though? You know, that's Well, the... you, you want him to play against decent opposition because England will be favourites in every uh, in every match they now play in these um, mm. in these qualifiers. However, you have to remember that um, the UEFA Nations League will probably appear at some point. I don't know when. Um, or you have international, you, you know, have the odd friendly. So there, there will be chances. <laughs> I like the idea, it's just an alarm goes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nations does, League now. Feel like it feels a bit like that. It's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, England, two wins out of two uh, with an away trip to Italy and a home game against Ukraine. You can't complain too much really there. I think that that's pretty good. And it was a good weekend all round for England because the under-21s beat France under-21s 4-0. I wouldn't have predicted that, Andy, before no, that one. and France were really good in the first half of that. Mm. But um, England finished extremely strongly. Uh, Noni Madueke was excellent. Yes. Um, uh, Elise of Crystal Palace played for France under-21s for that game. Yeah. Regretting your decision now, are you, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, he won't do when he wins a trophy with France no, for a full national side. I, lo- I love the, I love <laughs> the idea one of your that... press conferences where you'd upset <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, let, let's talk about uh, Croatia 1, Wales 1. What a point. What yeah. a smash and grab. Absolutely. Like, that's, a, that's a huge point, isn't it? It is. That's, that's the toughest game in the whole group. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it's, it. But it is a good point because you, you're right. You've got you've got Turkey in there um, as well, who, you know, not a bad side, of course, Latvia and Armenia. And those ones, like Latvia and Armenia, it's not Gibraltar. It's not San Marino. Uh, mm. or, you know, mm. the, the, those games, you, they, they can, for, for, for Wales, they could be a, a sort of a dogged opponent they face. So to get a point there, it, it's glorious. I mean, can, the, can I be honest? I can't work out how they did it. Well, it was, no. uh, hence it was a, a proper, it was an absolute robbery, Andy, yeah. let's be clear. Because they, I, I don't know if you saw as well, but Rob Page made a point of saying Speaking that, of robs. <laughs> that, the, <laughs> that the next two games, so obviously this game against Croatia and then they've got Latvia as well this mm. week. Um, he wanted ideally four points from it, but he's yeah. basically focusing on, focusing on the Latvia game and that manifested itself on, I think, so 64 minutes when mm. he brought off Harry Wilson, Daniel James and Aaron Ramsey to preserve them for that yeah, Latvia game. That's right. And it wasn't so much that he'd given it up, but that was the, that was the, you, the choice think, that they made. As Wales pre- manager, you have to make these yeah. decisions. Yeah. Mm. And so the fact that from that point on, yeah. they managed to get that goal one of the subs. that point, one of the subs. On yeah. his debut. Um, was, yeah, very lucky. And they kind of admit to much as well. We should also say that they've been a bit unlucky with Brennan Johnson. I think, yeah. you know, Paige made a note of saying that he wasn't particularly happy with how Nottingham Forest conducted yeah. themselves. Yeah. Although it seems like his gripe was that they played him 
in a match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is that How player? dare you play yeah. your player in yeah. your match for the extent of that match? We had this great agreement with Gareth Bell for the last couple of years. Good enough for you, is it? Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah totally. Um, great for Broadhead to come on and score, though. Great scenes of celebration as well. I mean, you're right, Andy, though. Croatia dominated. That Perisic volley, by the way. The one off the bar. That Ridiculous. I'm quite sure he didn't mean it. But if he... I mean, that is like... That blows Van Basten's goal out of the water. In the, do you know what I mean? That is like that would yeah. be one of the greatest volleys of all time. Damn it, all people! I, th- I think it was the pass from Modric as well. Wasn't the whole it? thing, Modric to Perez is linking like that. Oh man, that would have, have been quite something. I've long been a champion of Danny Ward, as everyone will remember. <laughs> yes. he, he, he played a part as well. He, he, he made some he, big saves. He did play his part. Um, Rob Page stated, though, you mentioned Gareth Bale. That he said there is life after Gareth in his post-match interview. He, he said, couldn't stop playing. <laughs> Well, if he's gone, then yeah. what's the point? Gareth Bale's told us that, yeah, because yeah. he's very much decided. They've insisted we carry on. So here we are. <laughs> he said he wants to watch us play when he's finished a round of golf in the golf house, you know. Um, he said Gareth's moments of individual brilliance will forever be remembered, but he was at an age at the end where, you know, could he press for, for 95 minutes? Probably not. Now we have the opportunity to set youngsters on the pitch and still have a go with half an hour left. And absolutely right. Yeah, like that, yeah. To turn that into, into a positive, you know, and, and you know, there were six uncapped players on the bench for Wales, you know, and I think that's the thing with Page, you know, you obviously tactically you were saying that, Vish, but, you know, he, he has a plan and, and they're very much alive in that group, which is great to see. Um, Northern Ireland, shame they couldn't follow up with uh, a win against um, San Marino. They lost 1-0 at home to Finland and they had chances as well. And that's one of those defeats where you don't want them to rue that and look back at it mm. um, because, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're in a tough group and, and, and so on. And, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a lovely win for Finland. Let, 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 let's not be silly, but as I say, they had chances and won it, so they'll be a bit disappointed there. Um, that group has been blown wide open, though. Andy Brassel. Mm. Denmark lost 3-2 in Kazakhstan. The scenes of celebration when Kazakhstan, who were 2-0 down, bring it back to 2 and then get a late equaliser. Magnificent. Yeah, and it completely flipped the script because before that, you had a couple of goals for Rasmus Hoyland. Uh, who, what a player he looks. Uh, yeah, five in two games. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good that, you know, there was no um, Erling Haaland this week, so he took over the role of Scandinavian goal pest in, in Europe. <laughs> We've got Haaland at home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you, you thought that was really the thing that Denmark were lacking. That's the thing their players what thought is, they were lacking. What's happening with Denmark? I mean, well, the, World the, Cup the, in Russia, respectable, you know, knockout um, mm-hmm. finish. Uh, obviously great at the Euro semi-final uh, would have felt unlucky not to have gone through um, and then the World Cup dreadful But that's and now that is a very poor but result but that's, that's the thing you thought of the World Cup what they lacked as a centre forward and now they've got that and they've come out with a result like this and Kazakhstan just don't win qualifiers but I have to say if you look at the entirety of the game it's an incredible achievement for Kazakhstan of course but they first benefited from a very generous penalty to, to to bring them back and then the equaliser the uh, Ashkan Tagibergen equaliser you will not see a better goal this season than that it yeah. is an absolutely yeah. astonishing shot mm. and at that point Denmark are thinking I guess what on earth has happened well they've got here? to pick themselves up Andy I mean mm. th- th- they are still in a winnable group they've got Slovenia Kazakhstan, Finland. I think they'll get over it. Um, chaps, let's uh, let's talk about Scotland beating Cyprus 3-0. They won their opening qualifying game for the first time since 2006. There were, it's fair to say, honest reflections from John McGinn at full time. He said, most of uh, that second half doesn't represent what we want. We are aware we can still improve. I know I'm being a bit moany, but we're delighted in the end. <laughs> and he got them 
going, didn't he? Linking with uh, Robertson. He did, he did. There's a lot of talk about him playing in a bit more of an advanced position for Scotland yes. and therefore, you know, becoming, well, basically really registering on their um, top goal scorers list, mm. which is quite funny. Yeah, I but but I, like, I, have, I mean, I, I respect him a lot as a player. I, th- I think he's, he's, yeah, really interesting that people see that in him. I think it's more the selflessness rather than necessarily... You like... love him again, don't oh, yeah, you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, like Not as much as like Andy loves Memphis Depay, but you know, you, that's that little kind of... You know, yeah. A, a player who... Not, not even one of my two favourite footballers. <coughs> How well do you know me? What? The Portuguese wig, Karesma, he's your fave. Oh, you do Exactly. Him and John Terry are favourites. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> it's a good review. But Scott McTominay, let's talk about um, McSauce, who got a couple of goals at the end. That first goal he scored, it was a lovely one. It mm. was, The cushion yeah. header from your man, Lyndon Dykes. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful assist, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was nice. He uh, obviously didn't start and... Um, you know, when he does, he's usually at centre back. I do think it's quite interesting, mm. and I kind of, I actually like the fact that the Scottish Premiership, is, and you know, we we see it with a lot of um, home nations now as well, where it's actually just players who start matter more than players who just happen to play for big clubs. Mm-hmm. And McTominay is on the other side of that, I suppose. Scotland play Spain tomorrow night, of course, and uh, we, myself, Jim. And Lars Sivitson will be doing a Ramble Reacts after that sure one. Sure will. Which will be a, a lovely old time. Hopefully Lars's Norway can get a, a more positive result. But he's usually quite jolly anyway. Um, right, everybody, before we go to uh, a break, we, as you know, have released a new merch collaboration with Percival, the brand that closed Gareth Southgate during the Euros. Um, it's all out now. During the break, head to percivalclo.com. That's Percival, C-L-O dot com, and search Ramble on the homepage or just hit the link in the episode description. You have a chance now. We're having a little break. I know you can fast forward it if you want. Um, You can just press pause now and go and do it. But you can. If you want to look as sexy as Gareth Southgate, then please do so. All right, let's have a quick break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. And what the f- you know, what's going on here? Somebody's breaking into my house, and that made me angry. <laughs> Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. Uh, but it would do, wouldn't it? Um, 106 days after Big Dunk took the job, he got his first win as Forest Green Rovers manager this weekend. And on the game, Big Dunk said, "It shows that we are capable of getting results." Do it in the do it in the accent. Shows we are capable of getting any fucking results. <laughs> um, if we can play like that in every game, then why can't we win them all? Yeah, the, the problem is they've made a run for their own back here, haven't they? 106 days. You can't fire Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. You can't. You, who do you hire for that? I don't know, Jim. Yeah, um, that's that's true. Actually, it'd probably be easier army. to move the club, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Move it into Gloucester. Yeah, it's just, just switch the lights off. <laughs> he won't break it. He hates that. <laughs> just don't move. Oh dear. But but he is right though. If they can play like that in every game, then then why can't they win every game? Well, they beat Sheffield Wednesday. He's played, he's played football before. <laughs> By the but law, they of... haven't necessarily won all their games. With all due respect to Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the law of averages, Duncan. You know, like come on. I know I understand every game you set out to win. Dens- even 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 Guardiola has has had to admit defeat in the odd game. He's gonna he's gonna walk it. You know, if they, if they lose their next game, yeah. he's gonna walk in at the end of the game into the dressing room and go, "That last week, you lied to me, didn't you? <laughs> you fucking lied to me." Well, but but with that with that winning mentality, <laughs> does it? You know. Put him in line for the Tottenham job. All, all, all I care about is... Don't gloss over that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am possibly the only person that has linked him there. But of course, gentlemen, uh, let's move on to club football uh, in the Premier League. Tottenham announced late last night that Antonio Conte has left the club by mutual agreement. They all agreed. Everyone's happy in the end. Um, yes, the, uh, the news that we've been waiting for for so long, I didn't think we were going to have to wait until about half ten on uh, Sunday night. Um, but they also announced that Christian Stellini will take uh, the team as acting head coach for the remainder of the season, along with Ryan Mason as assistant head coach. I mean, that's the twist, isn't it? Yeah. They, they, I mean, they obviously rate Ryan Mason. Yeah, they, they're surely grooming but, him for, but n- for great not, things. But not, not enough for him to be the... Interim head coach. Well, he lost on that cup final, Andy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stellini is obviously was obviously Conte's man, right? He yeah, his his um his his appointment really. So, I guess that's that's the twist you're referring to, yes. isn't it? The surprise that Stellini stayed around. Perhaps mm. that's why it's taken this long to, yeah. to sort of finalise that and sort yeah, all that I think out. So. Yeah, I still... well, you, you mean it was like they were negotiating a divorce? It was like, well, no, you, okay, you I can keep still... Stellini. Yeah, no, you can see him on weekends, every other weekend. <laughs> you can see him this international weekend. Yeah. You can see him when the next round of Champions League games are on. Yeah. 
Well, whoever takes over at Tottenham next season, because we assume that's, that's what will happen, whoever takes charge will be their fourth manager in, in two years, presuming it's not uh, one of um, Stellini or, or, or Ryan Mason. But yeah, I mean, Tottenham reportedly have a 10-manager shortlist. Uh, they are said to be keen to talk to Julian Nagelsmann, who's the bookie's favourite, to uh, take the job. But Real Madrid are also interested in Nagelsmann as well. Apparently Real Madrid are also in Pochettino. What you're going to have to do, Spurs, is you're going to have to wait until Real Madrid appoint their man. Yes. And then you'll have a nine-man yeah. shortlist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does this have a feeling for you guys that Spurs are going to whiff on like their first five choices? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tends uh, too many for a shortlist. I can't, yeah. But it is. Like, it, it's in, a lot, in, isn't in, it? In yeah, but reportedly, it may not be. Though. Yeah, but it, it, it's but a bit it, fatalistic. It's not yeah, the, it's yeah. the long list of the booker that comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what about Conte though? I mean, we known he was wanting out of there for a while. Obviously, he's had it tough personally. Um, you know, three friends of his dying quite recently. He's had his. Um, you know, all the, the troubles, gallbladder and surgery and so on. So it's not been uh, a good time for him. However... He feels like he needs a break. He does feel that, yeah. absolutely. But this relationship between him and, and, and Tottenham and, and as you say, specifically the board and players has not been particularly happy for a while. And Conte, when he said those quotes the other day about, you know, you look at the managers that have managed here and so on... I, it felt like it was spur of the moment, but that's been bubbling up for a while. You know, Conte, everyone talks about him being a winner and all that all that kind of stuff. And and, and it has gone wrong with him at clubs before. I mean, you you look at what happened at Chelsea, you know, where it kind of ends in in, in, in anger and he whatnot. Spent, he spent quite a long time trying to get fired from that job as yeah. well, didn't he? But, but he won things, but he, him, but he, but he, but he, but he won things mm. though. So that, that would be his, his point. I know it's a very different situation. It's but, a way different situation because it's a far higher starting point where Chelsea are. Yes. I was I was saying to But he obviously felt that he couldn't get Spurs to this level and there was clear frustration on his part and he was not getting on with the powers that be at the club. <clears throat> so what do you make of the whole situation? Well, I think really we should remember him as someone who kind of miraculously got Spurs into the Champions League last season. Yes. Which was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. It's something that's really important for Tottenham. You look at the stadium, the setup. it's important that they regularly qualify for the Champions League Indeed. and they're not yet in the position where they are a banker to qualify for the Champions League every mm -hmm. season. Obviously, that's super complicated in the Champions League. But if you think of where Conte wanted to go next, it was always a weird fit because there is a definite ceiling at Tottenham, the way things are set up at the moment. And that was always the problem. He loves to go in and Jim was talking quite rightly as all top coaches have this, most top coaches have this repetitive pattern of behaviour. Mm -hmm. And he's done exactly what we've expected him to do. Mm -hmm. Started throwing his weight around and saying, right, I need this player, this player, this player, this player. The thing is, you can give that to him at Inter. You could give that to him at some extent uh, at Chelsea with a, a, a Abramovich when he was in charge. When you say Inter, I mean, it's relative to the to the league and yeah, surroundings. Yeah, it's easier to do financially, I think, in, in Italy, and certainly it was certainly for, for when Inter he took a couple over. of years ago, mm -hmm. than, than it is here because, you know, costs are smaller. But to get everything that he wanted, he was never going to be able to get that at Spurs. It's simply not the budget to, mm -hmm. to do it. I feel like he didn't meet them halfway, though. You know he's he's a player. He's a he's very. But very he's good not coach. A meeting people halfway kind of bloke, and you know well, that when you appoint him. True, but sure, also, I mean he can surely, surely, or should have been able to get more out of the players he has there. I think that's a better squad than the season that they've had. I know. I mean they yeah, are the, still the, in the fourth, and it's worth it's worth remembering that atrocious. But yeah. I mean the 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 new signings that came in. I know we mentioned this the other week, but you know R Richarlison is a better player than we've seen. He's mm. he's 
chances being limited is obviously a little bit frustrating for him. And I know, you know, Ben Tanker's missed a fair chunk of the season. Um, and Kulisevsky hasn't always been available as well. But like there are, mm. I, I just feel like the players that came in in the summer, I thought actually they've really strengthened here and it just hasn't panned out that way. And surely him failing to integrate them has to, you know, he has to take some blame for that. Absolutely. I think there's a massive abdication of responsibility yeah. as well. Well, that, that, and that's the point though, Jimmy, when you say that the squad is better. Yeah. But that's that's on him, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's clearly not a particularly happy side. And also they are still in fourth, but Newcastle are only a couple of points behind them, a couple of games in hand. Since the cup final, Newcastle haven't been as good, but you'd imagine yeah. they'd they, be they're, 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 still, they're still in fourth because Liverpool and Chelsea are having absolute shockers of season. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. That's the only reason they're still in fourth. Yes, and even then, they you know they're willing to give it up to Newcastle of all teams. And I think that I think that that that, that Levy and, and and Co would be worried that Spurs may lose that fourth spot. The way it's going with Conte and the stuff he's been saying and so on, it, that it had to end. Untenable, after that, yeah. untenable. Is, Do you think is, is this appointment? Bish implies that they think they've still got a chance of making fourth. Yeah, oh, yeah, they've got to go for that. Yeah, yeah sure. Because, so the well, I know they're going to go for it, but do, do you feel that yeah, the, the yeah, appointment yeah. suggests we really think we can do it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it does. You know, no, I definitely think so because I, I think there's I, you can't start again with a new coaching staff with you know with such a clear run to fourth spot. Now mm. this isn't a move you're making back. You know in. November where you've got 20, 20 games of the mm-hmm. season left. This is like, right, this is the home straight now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You come out of this international break and like, you've just got to hit the ground running. The mood around the club is surely going to be like, oh God, thank, thank God he's gone. Yeah. We'll just get back to enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Now. That's well, what they're banking on. Well, but it's interesting. The only person of the backroom staff who's left with Conte is his brother. Yeah, Gianluca. That'd have been weird if he'd have stayed. Brother, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might, I might stick around for a bit. Actually, yeah. I was just, yeah. I was just starting to enjoy it. Matt, Matt Doherty, I think, um, was maybe unaware of the the, the extent of the situation because he came out last week saying that Conte is one of the best in the world. He's like, no, don't, you don't have to say that. He didn't say what at though. Players are always going to say that, like if you know, unless it's Richarlison. Do, yeah, they probably think, he's probably thinking, do I want to piss him off? Will he mm. come and find me? Yes, he's one of the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing air quotes. <laughs> we don't know, do we? Yeah, you right. do wonder that if actually Conte is, is coming towards the end of his, you know, effectiveness as a manager. You know, it's very rare that you get top top level coaches that stay right. at yeah. the top level for their whole careers. We, we see yeah. Jose Mourinho as well, and I, I wonder as well. And they if, get frustrated. They do get frustrated, but I'm wondering if, if these kind of like kind of hand grenade managers where they come in and just blow everything up after a little while and then they move on and they do the same thing elsewhere is becoming a little bit anachronistic because it's less effective with Mourinho now. Thomas Tuchel, I suppose, is another example of yeah. a manager where you expect yeah. this to happen. But, the, you know, you, I think a club's just thinking, ah, this isn't worth it. This just isn't worth I th- it. I think when you look at that sort of football, when essentially, and it's a horrible way to put it, you are selling a product now nowadays at, elite mm. level in modern football I think it's increasingly harder to justify because if you don't have results and if you don't have the best results you have nothing really and you know I think you could say the same for Simeone who you find hard to imagine in another context apart from Atletico Madrid you, you look at um, you look at um, Maximiliano Allegri mm. oh, well I think what's the interesting thing when you talk about him maybe being anachronistic it's growing into being anachronistic in an Italian context as well. Because Italian football is not played like that anymore. You look at the way they won the Euros. You look at mm. the way that Mancini has managed the the national team, leaning into a more attacking style of, of football. I don't, I don't think that's how a lot of Italian fans look at football and how a lot of Italian clubs look at football anymore. Could I also um, be interested to see what 
we all think about this. But do you remember maybe about three or four years ago, there was talk about the, the life cycle of those kind of, as Jim described, hand grenade, grenade managers as three years. It's basically now 18 months, isn't it? At, each, at each club. Yeah, no, sorry. But at the top club, level, yeah. like, I mean, Jonathan Wilson yeah. talked about at the, at the top level, maybe 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Arguably like, like a player. No, yeah, but, but, no, but in terms Fish of... Fish means in an individual stint yeah, at a club. Yeah, in, sure. in an individual yeah, stint absolutely, at a club, absolutely. yeah. And the two, the two people who used that example were Mourinho and Conte, mm -hmm. who have now just only amassed three years between them at Spurs. And now, do you think that's a product of them thinking that they were too good for Spurs? Or are we in, because of what you said about the product, do you think we're in a stage now where everything is that little more concentrated, whether it's because of the kind of coverage that these kind of managers get or the fact that they couldn't, they can't necessarily dictate to players in the way that they used to. Because it felt more and more now, despite the fact that if you read what's come out over the last 48 hours, even the last week, really, it seems that Spurs players were so annoyed with Conte mm. that it was a huge issue, more annoyed than they were, mm. you know, at Mourinho. But they knew his time was going to come to an end, so they didn't need to do anything about it. But I, I, th I think it's because there's a ceiling at Spurs as well. Right. And they've gone too far away from their identity, really. Because that's why Pochettino was such a, a great coach for them. Because mm -hmm. you look at a lot of the coaches who are on the shortlist for Spurs, and they're what I guess you might term these days as project managers. Pl the coaches who want to really coach, who want to develop players. Mourinho and Conte are not like that. Neither of them ever should have been Spurs manager. And this is really Levy's ego, thinking, uh, look at us, we got to the Champions yeah. League final yeah. now, we've got a massive stadium, we can go and get these coaches who wouldn't have spat on Tottenham five years ago. And well, actually, it turns out, even if you should get them, even if you could get them, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder. I don't. I don't think Conte's necessarily done it with regards to his effectiveness at the top table. I mean, clearly Mourinho, um, it, it, you know, goes down that level and wins Roma that European trophy, and, and yeah, you know, then Roma else being down it. a level with you know shows yeah. you're at the top, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and but I think with Conte, again, I think I think it's somewhere in between. Because you are talking about Spurs, you know, they've had some good managers, they haven't quite done it. Whereas Conte beforehand, you know, Inter won the league, you know, pretty yeah. good at Inter. At Chelsea, you know, you're going back a few years now, won the league and cut before it all kind of exploded. I think Conte's still got something to offer. Um, but I suspect now that, that apparently he has been reassessing, you know, uh, his his um, work-life balance and all that kind of stuff with his wife and I think his daughter living back in Italy. You know, the, the deaths of his friends have made him think that. I think we might see Conte back managing in Italy reasonably soon and I think his effectiveness will, will come through there. But I think at Spurs, yeah, it, 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 it's difficult. But it will be interesting to see who Spurs go for next. Mm. On Conte, I think yeah. he'll take a break, take over at PSG, <laughs> and not win the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, I tell you who is looking uh, for a new manager as well. Brazil. Bloody Brazil. Uh, Post-World Cup, they, they, the job is up for grabs. Um, the Brazilian FA president publicly admitted that Carlo Ancelotti is their favourite for the job. And he's, he's That's a great negotiating position. That, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Apparently, when when Carlo heard that, he raised an eyebrow. <laughs> um, the th the thing is, Gaddy, now, can you think of anything more marvellous than Carlo Ancelotti managing really. Brazil? Not really. <laughs> Apparently, everyone everyone's bang up for it as well. There's none, yeah. of, this, none of this like the Brazilian coach should be Brazilian. It's like yeah. fucking right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's get him that, in. That's King Carlo for you, isn't it? I don't think anybody could uh, could turn that man down. Well, the, if you the, the, it. The, the players are openly talking about it now. So the players are part of the charm offensive, which oh, I find. Man. 
are quite interesting. It's mad, that isn't it? Like yeah. the idea that Richarlison could be like, oh, look, I worked with him at Everton. I think he's brilliant. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ready all the way to like <laughs> Vinicius being like, I fucking love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Carlo be... Ancelotti leading Brazil to the World Cup would be brilliant. Just when you think, like, I, I'd never really considered him as an international manager because he keeps just popping up and like winning domestic leagues, Champions League, Champions League, and <laughs> doing what Carlo does. Him adding the World Cup to that would be phenomenal. Would, or, or just even be... up being inside in his speedos, <laughs> just standing there being like yeah. all of it. I think we're up for all of it. But but Brazil, obviously, like they haven't won the World Cup for a while. Argentina just won the World Cup, and I know that some Brazilians generously uh, kind of wanted Argentina to do well in that World Cup because of Messi and all those. That feeling will will subside pretty quickly. Yes. Mm. Uh, yes, and 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 they need something. Obviously, the World Cup's not for a little while now. Um, Copper America in between times. But I tell you what, Carlo Ancelotti leading Brazil at a World Cup would be stunning. Stuff. I tell you what, Stephen Gerrard will be absolutely gutted that we've not linked him with any of these jobs because he could not have been selling himself harder this weekend on Channel Four. For, for, uh, first, our very firstly, own on that, and remember. Even before that, the, the the role that he had in the um, Liverpool Legends game yeah. on Saturday, oh yeah, against, give it, giving it large to the Celtic fans. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I was Rangers manager. Have some of that when he yeah. scored the penalty. I, I, I love the fact that he behaved like that in a charity game. It would have been quite odd if the the, the uh, Brazilian FA president said, "And our second favourite is Stephen Gerrard for the job." <laughs> I have to say, I would have questioned life itself if that had gone on. Um, of course, one one team who have their manager and presumably very very happy with him are into Miami. No. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Best link ever. Thank no. You, Andy. And with that spring in everybody's step now, let's let us march forward to talk about how they're getting on. They won their first two games of the season. You know, there's talk that there's like a secret McDonald's menu. Yes. Like, there's like there's a secret <laughs> running order for this show that yeah. the rest of us can't see. Marcus has access to it and it's got yeah. Phil Neville in it every time. I've, I've disappeared to the underground studio. Uh, <laughs> this is where you can hear me from. Um, but but so, so, so Fizzer was asked about, you know, was there talk of the title in tomorrow? He said, he said I think it's too early to, to talk about that. And once again, he was right. They've lost three games on the bounce. <laughs> How have you spun this his way? <laughs> He's had no right being on this show. Yeah. Talk, talking of spinning, you know what the, the influence of, of Fizzer is at the moment? Did yeah, you see yeah. the speculation linking um, Leo Messi with Inter at the weekend? You're doing like, it now. No, no, but, no, but like... Andy, we've been talking Inter, about that link for ages. ages. No, 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 like but Inter... Internationale or... Yeah, Internationale. Oh, okay. So oh, it's, almost, it's almost as if Messi's trying to finesse it. Like people are talking more and more about his, his friendship with Javier Zanetti now. It's like, no, I never would have gone to Inter Miami. No, 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 you got the wrong inter. Oxford Oxford Brooks, no. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. All right, well, we'll finish it there because Vish is in a huff. Thanks very much uh, for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Do follow us on Twitter, TikTok and YouTube. At Football Ramble is where you'll find us on there. And if you're an Instagram person, at Football Ramble Daily. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app as well. It's been a bloody pleasure talking to you, everybody. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for Dujan Andaraja. Thank you. Thank you very much, England. And of course, tomorrow, the Ramble Guide to Sven Joran Eriksson's England will be well worth your time. And on Wednesday morning, Ramble Reacts will be in your ears. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.